Welcome to a very special edition of the podcast. My name is Brownie and I'm your host. And uh, this edition, we're going to be talking about mental health. I wanted to do this to honour the fact that it's been one year on July 20th since we lost Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. Despite everything Chester had going for himself in his life, including his kids and wife to Linda, his bandmates in Lincoln Park, on top of that, his friends and fans all across the globe. Sadly, he took his own life at age 41. The news was tragic with fans mourning the loss of one of their idols and I think one of the greatest things to come from that is the discussion on mental health. I guess those who are not only fans of Chester but those who followed the story when it happened just realised that it doesn't matter who you are or what you do for a living, mental health can affect each and every single one of us and we need to do everything in our power to make sure that we are on top of our own mental health and those around us too. Mental health issues like depression, anxiety and suicidal thoughts don't discriminate and they can happen to anyone. But it's what we do after those feelings and emotions come in and take over our bodies that really counts. What are you doing to make sure that you're on top of your mental health? Not only you, but those around you as well. Over the course of this podcast, I hope to extend that conversation about mental health and what you should do if you need some help with your own mental well-being. Coming up soon, I'll let you know what Talinda Bennington has done to make Chester proud in moving forward with the campaign to change direction, a campaign and foundation that she became a part of following Chester's passing. I'm also going to talk about my personal experiences working in the music industry for over a decade and find out all the issues and struggles of what Jacoby from Papa Roach has had to deal with since he's been within the music industry. Be prepared to be lonely. It gets lonely out here. I think that's one of the main things I think a lot of us in bands struggle with is loneliness, you know? I'm also going to introduce you to Jess Hope, the founder of Don't Fret Club, the podcast and her movement to address mental health within the music industry. All that and more still to come, but right now I want to get on the first song that Linkin Park released from their latest album, One More Light. This is Heavy on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall, a discussion about mental health. I don't like my mind right now. Stacking up problems that are so unnecessary Wish that I could slow things down I wanna let go, but there's comfort in the panic And I drive myself crazy Thinking everything's about me Yeah, I drive myself crazy Cause I can't escape the gravity I'm holding on Why is everything so heavy? Dragging around what's bringing me down If I just let go, I'd be set free Holding on Why is everything so heavy? You say that I'm paranoid But I'm pretty sure the water's out to get me It's not like I made the choice So let my mind stay so fucking messy I know I'm not the center of the universe Just the same Lincoln Park's Heavy on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall, a discussion about mental health. And on Friday, July 20th, it will be exactly one year since Chester Bennington, the frontman for Lincoln Park, took his own life at age 41. The news took family, his friends and bandmates, and fans all across the globe by surprise. 
mainly because of the fact this was a guy who had everything going for him. He was in one of the biggest bands in the world, making record after record and selling thousands upon thousands of copies in the process. He left behind his wife Talinda and their six children, but in the wake of the devastation from his loss, a conversation was started. And now more than ever, people are addressing their mental health issues. Over the past year, there's been more light shined on the topic and we, more than ever, are looking out for ourselves and those around us to make sure our mental state are okay. There are stack loads of organisations who have upped the ante and are there to help those in need. Whether it be 24-hour crisis lines, text lines, chat lines, there's so many avenues out there for people to get help from real professionals to deal with their own mental issues. On top of that, following Chester's passing, his wife Talinda made a vow to make Chester proud. In doing so, she became the executive advisor for the Campaign to Change Direction and the co-founder of 320 Changes Direction, a great organisation with plans in place to change mental health in the way we look at it. In the past, it's been such a taboo topic to even bring up and talk about. Back in my early years of working in commercial radio, it was something we were told not to mention or talk about. News like that was better left to the journalists in the newsroom as opposed to the on-air announcers, and that's something that always stuck with me for the rest of my career. Why weren't we allowed to talk about something like this to at least get the conversation going and find out what issues cause someone to take their own life. Nowadays there's information left, right and centre all across the internet and so many avenues for you to go to to get some help if you need it. Not just for you, but someone you might know who's doing it a bit tough. As I mentioned before, there are hotlines set up all around the world with organisations full of professionals ready to help you out. But if you're not comfortable with talking to someone over the phone, there are chat and text lines set up as well too. The work that Talinda Bennington and the crew behind the campaign to change direction have been working on is fantastic to see and in that time they've come up with the five signs you need to look out for for someone who is going through mental health issues or you yourself. Those five signs to look out for are number one, not feeling like you. If you notice someone just doesn't act the way that they would around you or they're changing their persona, that could be an early warning sign. Number two, they're feeling agitated. It doesn't matter what you talk to them about, they just seem to get frustrated and angry with everything you say. The third sign to look out for is, are you withdrawn? Are you yourself or someone you know withdrawn? They just don't come out anymore, they don't reach out to anyone. It could be a sign that they need some help and someone to talk to. Number four, caring for yourself. Are you looking after yourself? Being active, doing things you love, just looking after you. Sometimes you need to take a step away from everyone else and just have some me time. And if you're not getting that, you might need to speak to someone about it. And number five, feeling hopeless. Nothing you do or say is working. You keep trying on different ways to get around the issue, but it still keeps coming up, so you beat yourself up. That's not a time to sit there and dwell on what's going on around you. It's a time to reach out, speak to someone, whether it's a family member, a friend, or one of those professionals I mentioned earlier. They're the five key signs that we need to look out for in ourselves and those around us. For more information on the campaign, you can head to changedirection.org and see all the incredible work they're doing. Locally, if you need to talk to someone about your own mental well-being, there are plenty of suicide crisis lines to get in touch with. Here in Australia, we've got Headspace, the Youth Mental Health Foundation. They've got local centres all over Australia and an online chat service. That foundation is open to 12 to 25-year-olds and you can find more information at headspace.org.au. Alternatively, you can reach out to Lifeline. They've got a 24-hour support and crisis line, which is 13 11 14. They're also on social media. And Beyond Blue as well too. They've got nationwide support and chat online for 15 to 24 year olds. Their phone number is 1300 4636. If you're in America, you've got the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is a free crisis call center open 24 hours. And they've also got the 24 hour online chat service too. Their number is 1800 273 8255. There's also the crisis text line. You can text signs to 741741. In the UK, Samaritans do a great job of offering emotional support to those in distress. They've got a 24-hour crisis line you can reach on 116123. Or you've got the National Health Service's first response service for mental health and support. They can be reached on calling 111 and selecting option 2. And if you're in Canada, you can reach out to the Lifeline Canada. They've got call, text, email and chat lines ready for you. The lifelinecanada.ca for everyone Else. To find out what's local to you, just head to Google and search for suicide prevention and crisis lines. Find what's in your local area, reach out and get in touch. As you can see, there's support everywhere you look to help you out with your own mental well-being, or if you know someone who needs help, what you can do to assist them. One of the avenues I've also found in my experiences is listening to music, and I'll talk more about how I've overcome my issues and struggles over the years next, but right now I wanted to get on this song from Linkin Park's Mike Shinoda. This one is from his solo album Post Traumatic, which he released in June this year. A lot of this song was written following Chester's passing. He sings about how he was dealing with his own mental well-being during that time behind the scenes. 
take a listen. It's called Over Again on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall, a discussion about mental health. Come on. Sometimes, sometimes you don't say goodbye once. You say goodbye over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. Sometimes, sometimes you don't say goodbye once. You say goodbye over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. It was a month since he passed. Maybe less, and no one knew what to do. We were such a mess. We were texting, we were calling, we were checking in. We said we ought to play a show in honor of our friend. Well, now that show's finally here. It's tonight, supposed to go to the bowl, get on stage, dim the lights with our friends and our family in his name. Celebrate, there's no way that I'll be ready to get back up on that stage. Can't remember if I canceled any show But I think about what I'm supposed to do and I don't know Cause I think about not doing it the same way as before And it makes me wanna puke my fucking guts out on the floor We rehearsed it for a month, I'm not worried about the set I get tackled by the grief at times that I would least expect I know what I should be doing when I'm singing But instead we'll be playing through a song and I'll remember in my head Sometimes Sometimes you don't say goodbye once You say goodbye over and over and over again Over and over and over again Sometimes, sometimes you don't say goodbye once You say goodbye over and over and over again Over and over and over again What they saying? I'm not wrong what the fuck you take me for? All of a sudden you hear what I said a hundred ways before I've been pushed, I've been trapped Drug myself through hell and back and falling flat And had the boss start it all again from scratch How do you feel? How you doing? How'd the show go? Am I insane to say the truth is that I don't know? My body aches, set spinning, this is all wrong I almost lost it in the middle of a couple songs And everybody that I talk to is like, wow Must be really hard to feel what to do now well thank you genius you think it'll be a challenge only my life's work hanging in the fucking balance and all i wanted was to get a little bit of closure and every step i took i looked it wasn't any closer because sometimes when you say goodbye yeah you say it over and over and over and over sometimes sometimes you don't say goodbye like what you hear there go check out his album that's Mike Shinoda of Linkin Park Gone Solo. The song is called Over Again and it's from his album Post Traumatic. Now a lot of musicians out there tend to write down how they're feeling in lyrics and express their emotions and struggles through song. But I guess us the music fans who don't have a musical bone in our body, the only way we can deal with our issues is either by talking to someone or listening to music and the struggles of those who seem to be going through something very similar. Now this is something that I've done over the years. I've always used music as an avenue to help me out with what I'm going through. Now this extends way back to my youth and teenage years of listening to Blink-182 to deal with my parents' divorce. All the way through into the end of high school when I'd listen to bands like Linkin Park, Korn and Limp Bizkit to get me through times of bullying and adolescence. But as the years go by, you realise that you can't just rely on music anymore to be able to help you get through that state or that uh, feeling that you're going through. I just wrapped up 10 years working in the commercial radio industry as a radio announcer, and to be honest with you, the last couple of years have just been some of the worst I've ever worked in in the industry. You have this idea in your head of what you imagine something to be, and then when you dedicate so much of life to it, you can't see anything else uh, getting in the way, and, and failure is not an option. 
for me, the radio industry and the music industry, for that matter, too, are some of the hardest industries to ever work for. Uh, there's not a lot of pay in it. You do a lot of it for passion and, you know, you want to be able to make an impact on the world or those around you in your local area, too, even. So you put your heart and sleeve into everything. You're writing, you're announcing, whatever it might be. And sometimes you get feedback and criticism from those who don't even know you or what you're trying to express. And you can take that on board. Not only that, also you speak to your bosses, your managers, about the work that you're doing. And unfortunately, they can come down on you harder than you expect. While you might think that you've put out something to the world that you think is incredible, there's always someone to say otherwise, whether it's creative criticism or just mean, hurtful trolling. There's times when I even do this podcast or even running the Wall of Sound website that I sit there and doubt myself. You know, you take a look at what's around you and the work everyone else is doing and you always judge yourself and put yourself up against other people. That's something that you can't do. You, you can't judge what you do on, you know, someone else's work. What you do is authentic and it comes from you and that's why it has a special part and I guess why you have a special bond with anything that you create. Adding on top of that, you've got your own personal issues. Myself, I went through the passing of my mother two years ago and it's something that I haven't fully addressed because I've been trying to deal with the state and everything that comes along with it. To this day, I still haven't had a grieving period where I've sat to talk to anyone, I guess you could say, about what was going on because there was just so much to do. On top of trying to revive a struggling radio career I was trying to hold together, running Wall of Sound and getting that to the point where it is now, dealing with family members, being a part-time parent. There's so much that life throws at you and I guess, you know, we as individuals try and take on as much as we possibly can. Unfortunately, as the years go by, you realise that the issues that you're being thrown with are stuff that you you can't exactly take on board and deal with yourself and that's why from time to time you need to reach out to people to uh you know say that you need a hand you need help you need some guidance whatever it might be sometimes you just want to even have a bitch to someone you know that's therapeutic and helps too it helps get it off your chest and you know release a little bit of stress but at the end of the day you need to seek out help from professionals i'm kicking myself for leaving it so long to this point to not reach out and get the professional help that i need to help me get through and here in australia there are medicare rebates for counseling sessions all across the country. These cover a whole range of different issues like grief, anxiety, anger management, behavioural issues, depression, stress, grief, general concerns, even relationship problems too. Find a local counsellor in your area and start that conversation today. Trust me, it's worth it. There's also other forms of media about which are generating the conversation about mental health and one podcast in particular I want to introduce you to next. It's called Don't Fret Club and it's founded by Jess Hope. I'm going to chat to her all about that and why you should jump on board her great initiative. In the meantime, talking about music helping you with a lot of your issues. Uh, I'm not a medical professional, so take this with a grain of salt. I still find therapy in listening to angry music with uh, a lot lot of meaning behind the lyrics and this is one song that got me out of a very dark space a couple of years ago. It's from a band called Beartooth, it's called In Between. Take a listen on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall, a discussion about mental health.
Being shy about addressing their mental health issues, especially with frontman Caleb Shomo. That's Beartooth on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall, a discussion about mental health. And it's not just Beartooth who express themselves through their music. A whole stack of bands have written in the past about how they deal with the struggles of life and being in a band for that matter too. And a great media outlet started up not too long ago called Don't Fret Club. They've got a podcast where they talk to musicians about their own mental health issues and what they can do to change the music industry's way to help musicians on tour in the studio and their own mental well-being. The founder of the podcast and website joins me right now to talk all about it. Jess Hope, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Look, I wanted to get you on to talk about the great work that you and Jay have been doing with Don't Fret Club, the podcast and the website itself. Uh, For those who haven't come across it yet, give them a rundown of what it is that you do with the podcast and the website. So I've been quite open since um, the podcast started about, it's essentially quite a, a selfish project, I guess. It was something that I wanted to hear and no one was making it, so I thought well I'll just have to have those conversations um I'm like a freelance music journalist so I was always interviewing bands and talking to artists and obviously all my colleagues worked in the industry and the topic of mental health was always prominent um we were always myself and my colleagues were kind of suffering for want of a better word and it always came up in interviews and every time I would include it in the copy it would get edited out um and it would never make it would never be the poor quote it would never be the headline and and if on occasion it was mentioned it was kind of dramatized and exaggerated and never really given the honesty that I felt it deserved and it never truly reflected the conversation that I had had with that artist and so essentially the idea of the podcast is that no one can really misinterpret what's said by the artist um it's really kind of providing a platform to people to have an open conversation you can hear the kind of emotion in someone's voice but it also doesn't exaggerate it it's a very kind of honest um conversation which I thought was something as a music fan and someone working in music is what I wanted to hear and since then kind of every podcast features a new interview or conversation with an individual artist or band and everyone's been so open about talking about the topic and there's no real specific way that it's structured it's very much what is true to the person who's being featured that episode which is what I find most interesting and everyone's kind of got a story to tell but also if people haven't experienced poor mental health themselves we don't kind of force that upon them you don't have to be able to talk about the topic if you've suffered yourselves we talk to a lot of artists who whose fans have brought it up with them and you know kind of people around them may experience it but they haven't necessarily experienced that themselves and I think that's kind of something I'm quite passionate about is not suggesting that to have the conversation you have to have experienced it yourself absolutely yeah yeah because I think there's almost this kind of scary pressure now to know what it's like to be depressed to be able to have that conversation yeah and look you don't really want to be pushing anyone into that position where they actively go out and you know do this to themselves they beat themselves up so they get into that state to know what it feels like exactly and there is you know and something I've always been a bit fearful of with don't fret is that some brands have kind of taken the idea of depression and made it a kind of tagline for their clothing and that's terrifying yeah that that's kind of happening in music and you know it is that thing it's you know it's okay to not be okay but it's also okay to want to be better and to be able to cope and to be able to move forward and not let it control you like I myself my experiences are completely different to someone else that we may feature on the podcast and that's another part of it I always kind of put myself out there in the same way as the artists that we talk to will and I think that you can kind of tell that we're coming from a hopefully a good place and it you know it's just a conversation and the work we're doing now is to kind of help influence the change that comes after that 
And I think that's what's in the headlines a lot at the moment is kind of, okay, we're talking about it, but what do we do next? Yeah. So it's really trying to help the industry actually change and not just not just talk about it. But I do believe that talking about it is still so important because it is such a hard conversation to have. And there's still so many musicians and industry and fans that don't feel ready to talk about it and will find help in hearing other conversations. And there's all these different topics that you can cover. And I guess you could say what you were saying before, everyone is different in their own experiences. Mm. Some might go through something more serious than the next person. And with that said, opening the conversation and having a listen to these people that music fans look up to and go, wow, they're just like me. Absolutely. And that's like essentially a music fan. That is what I was finding. I was kind of I'd go to an interview really anxious and I would have had kind of a bad episode perhaps that week or I could be doing a phoner with someone that I idolized in bed and I couldn't get out of bed that day but you wouldn't know that if you were just on the phone to me and the thing that you don't know is they're at the other end feeling exactly the same so your your conversation naturally goes there and because it was happening anyway I kind of wanted to share that because it was really helping me to have that conversation and I knew that if other fans were to hear that the music the people behind the music they were listening to were feeling that kind of way as well that it would help them in some way, or at least I hoped it might. So obviously discussing the the, the positive side of it, and, and the one thing I love that you mentioned before is there's a conversation going around right now about mental health, depression, anxiety, whatever it might be, but it sort of gets to that point of acknowledging you have it, but what do you do afterwards? So mm. with the podcast itself, you're talking about the positivity and you know the change in their lives so they can move forward. What are some of the um, ideas that you go through in that regard? So I've started now with the, I think you'll hear in kind of more of the recent episodes, we kind of get to the point where artists are actually asking for change and what they'd like to see. So there's certain episodes where artists have asked, it's kind of an open dialogue to their to their managers and to their label and even to their fans to a point for whether it's they need space, whether they need better access to kind of helplines on tour. And one of the biggest things that comes up is access to kind of like an app. And um, Support Active obviously launched their helpline, huge and is available to all artists in Australia, which is such a big move. And I still think there's stigma around whether you're sick enough to bother someone with your worries. Um, So I think a lot of people are quite in favour of having an app as one example that allows you to access kind of content, allows you to access podcasts like ours or just any kind of content where other artists are talking about it and to find almost like a like a rolling forum to find people that they can identify with and perhaps seek their own comfort before they feel ready to pick up the phone and talk to someone because there's so many different stages of it but that's definitely one thing that I'm a big advocate for and um, it seems quite popular every time I have that kind of conversation with anyone in music and just being able to access that and not have everyone know that you're doing it. And obviously having it on an app means that you can do it on tour, you can do it if you're in bed and you can't you can't get up or anywhere, you can um get access to those those kind of helpful resources and that's one of the things i've noticed as well everything takes time you know people need to do Mm. things in their own time to accept what's going on and i I guess you know as a release for someone like me in the earlier years i I chuck on you know a corn album or a limp biscuit album and you know fight through my rage or whatever get to the point where i'm calmed down and i'm ready to take on the world again but then as time goes by you need to get to that point where okay i need to open up to someone is it a family member is it a friend or do i need to go hire speak to a boss at work or on top of that you know speak to one of the resources that are out there like headspace lifeline for example you know how do you make that conversation and i guess a lot of uh the youth of today you know are in that position where they don't want to talk to people they don't want to get on the phone so that's where you know i take my hat off to like uh the text lines or the online chat services where they can jump on there have a chat about how they're feeling what's going on just sort of get an idea of where they're going and and what they want to do and, and how they can help themselves in the process Absolutely. And I think the first conversation is finding out what resources are available to you, because often you don't know where to go and you don't know the apps and you don't know the phone numbers. And being able to is such a big step in the first instance to even know that there are people available. 
So I think that that's why it's so helpful to see the conversation, whether it's a print interview or a podcast or anything like a poster at a venue to know what's available and to know that there exists when you're ready, you know, and I think what I found anyway is that I've I've had instances where it's affected um, my employment or it's affected my family situation or or my kind of freelance life in music and that they all take very different forms and sometimes what I would want to talk to someone in the music industry about this is what I'd feel comfortable talking to my doctor about is very different and I think the music industry is very unique and sometimes when you do talk to someone outside of it there is a lack of understanding. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, obviously, first and foremost, you should always reach out to a professional and that should always be a factor. But I do think there's added help when it can be drilled down to the specifics of the music industry, especially if you're someone on tour or you're kind of working crazy hours. There is a benefit to being able to confide in people that know exactly how that feels. So would you like to see uh, moving forward, I guess you could say, um, I don't know, depending on the funding and all that, like actual professionals who can go on tour with bands and be there as Mm. like a supporter, that kind of thing, or that's something a long shot down the track where there's a whole lot of funding behind it, but someone who's actively there to help bands who are on tour, um, whether it be across the globe or whether it be right here in Australia, when it just gets to that point where they just can't handle it anymore, that they can turn to and they can just, you know, give a call, jump on the app or whatever, and just chat about how they're feeling right then and there. And that was always my kind of grand plan, I think, when I started Don't Fret. And I was like, I want to qualify and I want to then go on tour and I want to help everybody. And and then I kind of had to scale back the idea into a podcast to be able to use the assets that I had and I could have those conversations and I could you know run the Instagram account and I could reach fans and then you kind of you bring in people that can help with the grander plan but I I think that's where we need to head and also I think it comes down on a label level a lot of the time and having those kind of resources available and um, I've looked a lot at the kind of sports industry recently and the kind of well-being they offer their athletes and it's interesting to look at how an athlete is taken care of when they're injured or whether they're kind of out of season compared to how an artist is taken care of when they're off tour or you know they've kind of hurt themselves and it's a very similar demand on the individual they're in the spotlight you know they're under pressure they're kind of they using their skill um, and the well-being aspects couldn't be further from each other um, so I think the music industry is looking a lot at sport right now to see how we can kind of um, learn from them yeah that's definitely it I mean and you, you look at how much investment the government or you know Australians have into sport and it's incredible to see you know that much money going into it however when you look at the arts for example music is always neglected and it's not just you know funding for bands musicians to make music it's also you know what can they do to help the mental selves and I, I think that's a fantastic idea that you've got there behind you yeah it's just a vicious circle and if there's no support for artists when they're not on the road or when they're not a hundred percent it all kind of just falls apart around them and the pressure on them to keep going through whatever pain they might be in or and Mm. that's what kind of causes it as well obviously you know it's medical and it can really depend but there is a pressure on musicians and on on crew and you know it's not like people can just take a day off and you know there's no kind of there's no pension there or there's no support there's no sick pay yeah it's just kind of a vicious cycle that it times feels impossible to get out of and I think what the conversation then from people like we mentioned when you talk to someone who isn't in music they say well why why do you bother why would you put yourself through that why don't you just go and get a job but obviously if you if you are talented and you're passionate about something it's not that easy and and why should people not do it you know to be creative is so important and you know such a big part of every culture I don't think you can just say well just don't do it because it's always going to be an industry and people should be able to do that. And at the end of the day, you know, these are the musicians who put their heart and soul into their music and their craft. And no one should ever get to that point where they realise that they don't want to do it anymore because of just the pressures of everything stacking up on them and and they're just not getting help or support to to help get past that point. Yeah, I always find it really sad when, um, and it's so common now, you kind of um see a band put up a statement that says the members left for mental health reasons and I always just think it's sad that there isn't 
I respect the decision and I think it's the good decision if it's gotten to that point. But it's so sad that it gets to that point and there's so much pressure on them because you feel like you're letting your friends down because bands essentially start out as a group of mates playing music. And when it gets to the point where you kind of have to leave your mates behind because of your well-being and the fact that you have got to that point and haven't been able to improve your state before that is so sad but it's also so amazing that they can step away from it I think and it's again it just kind of highlights how individual the whole thing is and you really can take one case and apply it to another it's it's so personal and it's so changing and I think one of the biggest things I've definitely learned with my mental health and running don't fret and just constantly having that conversation is there's a pressure I think when you say oh I feel better to never get bad again yeah that's never it. never feel unwell again and you know life is changing and the pressures change and it it does happen and it certainly happens in music because the goalposts change constantly and you can play one show one day and have the biggest crowd and then you can play to four people the next day and especially I think that's so true for Australian musicians because you can conquer Australia and then you can go to the UK where no one knows you and suddenly you're right back to day one yeah and you may not be mentally prepared for that and the pressures may just kind of outweigh each other that's Um, it there's just so many factors to take into account even if you feel like you've kind of conquered it it's really like an everyday well-being thing it's definitely what i've learned anyway well, Jess Hope, the founder of Don't Fret Club in the podcast, uh, give those listening a, uh, a rundown. Where can we catch up with everything you've done so far? So we are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud predominantly. You can find everything at don'tfret.club and you'll just find heaps of interviews there. We've had Frank Carter, uh, Marcus Bridge, As It Is, uh, Neck Deep, Camp Cope, The Heartaches, kind of everyone uh you can think of and if there's an artist you want us to interview definitely reach out and let me know but yeah everything on we're on instagram twitter everywhere you can imagine don't fret club on everything all right well go check that out go support the guys they're doing a fantastic job you and jay deserve a round of applause because of what you're doing here in australia and i think it's awesome and uh we need to see more support for it uh jess hope thank you so much for the chat thank you so much hey what's up y'all this is jacoby from papa roach and you're listening to wall of sound up against the wall i think i need
Papa Roach with help on Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall, a discussion about mental health. And earlier on this year, I got to sit down with Jacoby from the band to talk about his own mental health issues. Now, we know that Papa Roach have been a band who have been together since 1993. And over that time, being the frontman of the band, Jacoby's turned to many different avenues to help him get by in life. A lot of those avenues didn't help him in the process, including drugs, alcohol, and prescription pills. The man is now clean and healthy, has a great family and support system behind him, and was happy to offer his insights to the music industry, how to push through those dark times that you face as a musician, and a reflection on the time he caught up with Chester just before he took his own life. Here's how that chat went down. I wanted to start off at the very beginning. For yourself, being in Papa Roach and starting out, was it all easy as to get into the music industry, write a hit song, and be alright with your mental health? Early on with the music, it was a great escape. Spent a lot of my youth trying to figure out, like, you know, I had some brokenness in my life growing up and whatnot and and uh, music was a way to kind of escape so discovered rock and roll making noise with my guys and p roach since 1993 and uh, we started in the garage and it was a great way to just you know get out of my head you know and i think that that's like for a lot of people that's what music is you know what i mean it's a way to identify to relate but then also to just kind of get out of yourself and so performing and, and creating music together with my guys was a great way to do life and click with dudes that were doing the same thing you know and and so i had this passion and people thought i was crazy for it you know and i was man i was just crazy for this idea of me growing up and being a you know a rock musician so fast forward some years we finally get a record deal you know and uh, a lot of the things that i thought would be that would fill the hole in my heart you know the hole in my soul didn't work out to fill the hole in my soul yeah you know, and uh, it was, you know, I tried drugs, uh, alcohol, marijuana, pills, women, you know, this, that, and the next, man. And I'm like trying to fill this God-sized hole, you know what I mean? Just massive. And for me, you know, struggling with my actions, honestly, yeah. you know, I, I was I was just... Man, I went nuts when we went on the out on the road. Like in 2000, yeah. man, I'm like, people refresh my memory on moments, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I was crazy, man. Like, I was nuts. And look, you flashback over the years that you've been in the band. Obviously, you're now a much more mature person, and you, you think back to those times when you're like, I shouldn't have taken that step, or I shouldn't have done this, or shouldn't have believed something that someone told me when I knew for a fact the actions weren't going to end up being what they were. Um, a lot of people expect these days to write a hit song, to get in the band, to get signed, and that's how it all works. But mentally, what what do they need to prepare for when they start a band and when they get on the road and things oh, like well, that? Oh, well, you know, I mean, be prepared to be broke for a while, you know. That was one thing, you know. Um, be prepared to be lonely. It gets lonely out here. I think that's one of the main things I think a lot of us in bands struggle with is loneliness, you know. And in a sense, it's like we have a lot of people around us, but it's, you know, sometimes you go, all right, well, who can I let in to my life, you know, because it's, you don't know if they're just there because, obviously, they're there because you're in a band, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. do they really care about who you are, you know, and I think that came to a point in my life where I found out who my real closest true core of people was is when I quit doing uh, drugs and alcohol you know and it kind of like all those kind of fair weather friends just fell off you know yeah. and the people that really cared about me as a person as a soul as a being were the ones that stuck around you know and so fortunately I got some awesome dudes in the band you know what I'm saying that love me for me and because I'm <laughs> I'm a handful you know yeah we know we've experienced it we've yeah. seen it over the years we've watched you grow yeah so it's a uh, I think that uh you know there's a lot lot of things to get yourself prepared for playing rock and roll and, and touring and stuff and but I'd say the major one for me is just the loneliness, man, being away from my family, my kids, and that's tough for me, you know, and so, you know, I try to use things to fill that, you know, to fill that void. You know, but then it's like, oh, what was me? Poor this rock and roll dude. But it's like, we all have our experience in life. You know what I mean? And it's like, I can't compare my life to somebody else's life. You know, I just got to talk about my experience. And, yeah. and so those are the things that I've struggled with, you know, and, and substance abuse is a big part of me just trying to numb myself yeah. from those feelings, you know? Now, when you have those experiences that you go through, a lot of people tend to, or a lot of musicians, I should say, tend to take those situations, put the pen to paper and write them in lyrics. Oh, yeah. Is this something that you find therapeutic to do or something you'd recommend always man always it's definitely a great way to out yourself you know it's like i go back and i listen to, to our records or listen to songs that we've recorded and i'm like man like i know exactly what i was struggling with when i listened to the lyrics or listen to that time frame or that period of my life you know i know where i was at mentally spiritually physically you know growing as an individual and and, and i it's like you know it's like a going back through like a 
like a personal diary. So yeah, say, exactly, yeah. man. And so just digging through that, and you know, some of the some of the demons I've overcame, and yeah. some of them I still struggle with, you know. But it's constant for me. It's like it's always trying to get to a better version of myself. For me, that's what this is about, and this journey, you know, it's it's covered in a lot of darkness, you know, with the lyrics and the subject matter I sing about. But there's always hope in the music, and I think that that's like the running theme in Papa Roach is that there's hope. There's hope. Like never lose hope. You know, even when you feel like it's like the world is crashing down and, and, and everything is just fucked, there's still hope. You know what I'm saying? You just you just don't see it when you're in that dark perspective or that place. A lot of a lot of it's perspective, man. Honestly, like I changed my perspective and it's like the more I change the world around me changes. Yeah. And that's one of my main problems is a problem of perception. See, it's one of those situations, I guess, where you're just so surrounded by all the shit that's going on in your life. That's all you can think of. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, you yeah. just need to push through and make it. Oh, yeah, man. What I wanted to talk about was I came across a fantastic article about yourself talking about the sad passing of Chester Bennington. Yeah. Someone who we look at and think, you know, this guy had everything he wanted. He had a family, he had children. He was in one of the biggest bands in the world, yet still he put pen to paper, I guess you could say, wrote his thoughts and songs and a lot of people didn't really see the hidden message behind what he was saying. Do you ever come across the perception that everyone is fine? Or, you know, say you go on tour with a band and you think they're the absolute best person that they could possibly be and you don't see any hints of this struggle behind the scenes? Well, you know, I had dinner with Chester probably about a month and a half, two months before he had taken his life. And he just seemed like upbeat, with it, on point, cheerful. You know, and, and so it didn't have any, there was no like rise and, oh, wow, what's up with him? You know, and, and so it really came as a shock to me and to a bunch of, obviously a bunch of people. Um, and, and when I go back and I listen to his lyrics and listen to what he was writing about, you know, it's like, it sounds like he was like just working through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just sounded like he was coming to terms with it. A lot of the times, you know, it's like, I'm not going to sing about something unless I'm like comfortable with it. Yeah. You know, it's like this, the demons that I'm wrestling with, like, you know, it's like you don't put it into song until you're like, kind of like, all right, I, I've dealt with it. Yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. or, or, I'm, or I'm willing to deal with it. And, you know, some people can look back and, and go, hey, man, that was like him calling out, you know, for help. And, uh, you know, I understand. I understand the darkness. I understand the, the issues of substance abuse. I understand the way, you know, that it's like it's it's an escape. I understand the pressures of, you know, having to please people and to sh- suit up and show up and, and put your face on and go out there and do it you know and like be strong for everyone you know and i understand that but i also understand that the weakness and the vulnerability and the isolation and the depression and and all that stuff because i've been through all that stuff myself and you know it's uh it's it's like you know i'm not responsible for what happens to me as an individual but what i do know is that i am responsible for how i react to the things that happen to me you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, so I, so I take ownership of my stuff and, and I'm responsible untangling this crazy ass ball of yarn, you know? And I just, I see people trying to, to do the right thing. And sometimes it's just, it's too much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes life is just, you know, no pun intended, but it's like, shit's just too heavy, you know? And it's like, you're trying to carry this weight. And that's, you know, for me, I'm going to say it straight up. Like I turn that shit over to God. I am not responsible to carry the weight of the world or the weight of everyone else's crap or even the weight of all my shit. I got turned over to my higher power and just go, yo, dude, like I can't do this. I can't do this alone. You know what I'm saying? I hit my knees. I'll throw it up in big prayer. You know, and for me, that's like, that's a source of strength to me. And I think that, you know, people don't want to talk about God because it's like, oh, that's weird. You're some Christian dude that follows Jesus or whatever. But it's like, for me, I'm like, this is like a path to strength for me you know and so i use that man that's that's my rock yo that's what gets me through dog that and my wife my lovely wife she's awesome man and and my kids and i just you know i got a lot of things to be grateful for i just gotta just it's my perception man i'm fucked up in the head but it's how you come out the other side how you take control of what's going on in your life and make it the best it possibly can be regardless of the shit you're going through totally man it's like you know that saying it's like when they give you lemons make lemonade you know it's like that's what we have to do man and it's like i don't want to feel sorry for myself get out the pity pot go do something great go do if if i want I, i found now in my life like if I want to have a great life or have a great mind state I got to go do great things you know what I'm saying so it's like I have to get outside of myself and go help somebody else I have to put somebody else before myself and that for me is not my natural inclination my natural inclination is to be like fuck you give me what's mine give me what I deserve you know and that's like that's my go-to but I'm like nah man like that's I I need to live opposite to my natural state because my natural state is selfish and self-centered you know and in rock and roll it's like they breed that 
shit. Yeah, you know what I'm exactly. saying? It's like, yeah. oh, rock and roll, we're going to do everything for you. You're not going to do anything for yourself. So now you just, you feel this entitlement. And when I, entitlement is like, oh man, it creates some gnarly shit in my mind. You know what I mean? Like, and so for me, I just got to, I do work with the homeless in my city in Sacramento. It's a really big problem out there. So I do work with that. You know, I try to raise money for the homeless. I try to, you know, do food drives and stuff like that and try to become part of causes that help lift the broken in society that are struggling more than I am because I got a great life. You know what I'm saying? I got food on the table. I got watermelon right here. You know, so I just I just try to be posi core, dude, because when my mind goes dark, my lifestyle has to go positive because if I follow my mind, I will eventually be in that dark place that Chester was in. So if I I keep following my intuition i will go to that place but i have to do the opposite of what my mind tells me because my mind tells me like i'm like a monkey with a self-destruct button right and it's like i just want to keep pushing the self-destruct self-destruct destroy yourself destroy yourself you know so i have to not listen to my intuition man look we are all just one big fucked up vessel trying to get through this oh, life yeah, as man. best as we can that's it everyone who's listened to your music everyone who's listened to what you have to say we're going to take something from this and learn to be better people and get on with our yeah, lives man. so look thank Amen. you so much for taking the time I'm out yeah, and sharing that, that positivity and I love it, how man. you got it. There's always hope, baby.
Papa Roach, Born for Greatness, and Wallop Sound, Up Against the Wall, a discussion about mental health. And that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for checking this one out this week. This is something I've wanted to put together for a while now, and uh, my own mental health issues got in the way of me putting it out because I was stressed about how it would be perceived and what people would think about it. I'm glad I've done it, and I hope that this can uh, start the conversation with you and those around you as well. And also, don't forget about the incredible organizations and foundations all across the globe that are here to help you with your own mental well-being. You can check out changedirection.org with the great work that Talinda Bennington has been doing in the United States. If you're in Australia and you need someone to talk to, you can reach out to Lifeline 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue. They're online on social media and they've also got the online chat service as well. Plus, if you're aged between 12 to 25, you can also reach out to Headspace, the Youth Mental Health Foundation, with local centres across Australia and once again, that online chat service. Start the conversation today for those around you. You don't have to wait for Are You OK Day to roll around every year to reach out and see how someone's doing. After listening to this podcast, I want you to get in contact with three people you haven't spoken to in a while. Just see how they're going. Ask them if they need help with anything, if everything's all right in their life. Hopefully we can spread the word about mental health and get people making the right choices and help them get on the road to living a better and healthier lifestyle. But that's it for this week's special edition of the podcast. Don't forget to share this around if you think it can help those around you too. And if you want to reach out, even just to say hey or talk about this episode, you can find me on my personal accounts. At Brownie Paul on Twitter and Instagram is where you can find me. And on Facebook, just search for Brownie. I'm on there too. Alternatively, you can reach out to me on the Wall of Sound social media accounts. They are Wall of Sound AU on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. My name is Brownie and this has been a discussion on mental health. I'll leave you now with Linkin Park's One More Light on Wall of Sound. Up against the wall. Should have stayed were the signs I ignored. Can I help you not to hurt anymore? We saw brilliance when the
flickers, flickers Who cares when someone's time runs out If a moment is all we are Or quicker, quicker Who cares if one more light goes out I do